Um, man, look at the, I, uh, this is fun. I actually just found myself on the list of, um, current members of the United States Congress. Hell yeah. Uh, by, by wealth. Organized oh, by wealth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh wait, hold on, so, yeah. Danny. Do we start with the youngest, scrappiest, and hungriest? Or do we, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, Everybody, everybody, it's it's fun. It is a lovely swath of uh, Democrats and Republicans. Uh, it's bipartisan. Bipartisan. Yeah. <laughs> it's bipartisan. Oh, every uh, this is the top forty. Thirty nine of them are incumbents, uh, oh, which yeah. is which is wonderful. Um, uh, oh, this is so funny. Uh, so remember Kelly Kelly Loeffler, uh, her net worth was. Wow, man, five hundred million. Sick, yeah. uh, dude. She, and she she's was a Smith and Walensky's getting delivered every night. That's what that is. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, tipping, tipping exactly one dollar. Uh, yeah. But but yeah, oh, come on, come on, nine um, <laughs> percent. Yeah. <laughs> when you have that money though, you can get the you can get the greens. You can get that cream spinach side at Peter Luger's. Oh yeah. You know what I oh. mean. Oh yeah, I uh, I is, is that some sex thing, Gabe? I don't know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> I want to tell you, I've delivered from Peter Luger's several times, okay. and I've never delivered something that isn't a burger. I'm always delivering a burger. Wow, from Peter which Lug is like Luger's. the lamest and cheapest cut of meat. Like hamburgers were basically invented to give people all the meat that isn't a prime cut. I heard they were. Yeah, they were I heard like, they were invented to. Uh, divide the working class based on race, racial and ethnic grounds so they could rise up against their managers. Hell yeah, dude. I, you know what I love? Uh, <laughs> gastronomy eugenics. I like it when we get into uh, <laughs> culinary phrenology over here. Uh, dude, that it would be the most annoying rap album name I could ever think of. <laughs> <laughs> DJ, DJ eugenics? <laughs> culinary phrenology. Uh, culinary finale. Yeah. yeah, that's here I come. Culinary finology. <laughs> oh, ha 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 ha. That's um, like you can nice only dude. your diet. Your diet is uh, is It's we give you a prescription for a diet based on your race, and that's it. You can only yeah, yeah. eat what your race should eat. Yeah. Well, for, uh, based on for your twenty three and me. <laughs> Do you want This is this is funny. Um, you know who is on this list? Who I I didn't think would be on there or I've, I've heard their name in like progressive circles quite a bit uh, is yeah, uh <laughs> yes yeah, wow, all that's all that soros money yeah. uh no it's uh rokana from california oh. uh he was a heavy he was a heavy bernie guy he still is he has a net worth of 27 million uh, dollars. He's number fifteen. Row money. Oh. Row problems. Big row. Oh, big row. He does, and he actually has more than Mitch McConnell. He's he. Slowed <laughs> weight. Gabe, you just like you just like fell into a shredding machine, and that's like what your audio yeah. did. <laughs> oh, you're frozen, Gabe. Gabe, are you back? No, he ain't back, dude. No, he's not look, back. Look at, look at that. He back. Look at that. Face, look at, oh, he, he's so he's so chill. He's frozen in like such a chill ass pose right now. 
yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a screenshot of this and blackmail him later with it and feeling good. But anyways, uh, yeah, there's just some funny people on this list. Joe Kennedy, he has he's 18.7 million. He's just below Mitch McConnell, who has 22.5. Ro Khanna has 27. Joe Kennedy is the notorious fake Kennedy from Louisiana, right? No, no, no. He's the uh, he's the he's the dripper. He's the uh, oh, the, the mouth dripper. Oh, the ginger boy. Yeah, the he's the real. He's the. Yeah, yeah, he's the real uh, Diane Feinstein. She's fifty-eight million. Uh, oh, yeah. Woo! Yeah, Yas Queen. Um, but uh, Nancy Pelosi, one hundred and twenty million dollars. You're right, and she's a slumlord, right? She owns like fifteen blocks of uh, of uh, housing with leaky faucets and um, backed-up toilets and uh, rats in the crawl spaces. Are you serious? I didn't know she, that. Uh, she's big into real estate. Of course she is. Uh, she should... Uh, um, interior, I didn't know that. I'd have... Interior design is her passion. Yeah. And, <laughs> and ice cream flavors in the freezer. Oh, my God. That, I, yeah. I, I thought about it and, like, you know... You know, I, I, was th- I was thinking about wealth in the abstract the other day and, like, what it means to have, you know, a million dollars or... 10 million or a hundred million dollars and like honestly like i never want to lose the joy and like ecstasy i feel like when i like come into like seven three hundred not not that type of coming into uh i never want to feel i never want to feel lose the feeling of just getting 500 bucks i love getting 500 bucks it's Uh. like the best Dude, when you get like a couple hundred bucks, you're just like, hell yeah. I like you win it or you or like you did something where you really you really felt like you earned it or whatever or something like that. That's that shit rocks, man. But when you're like a multi multi millionaire, like Bill Gates doesn't know how much bread costs. That sucks, man. Like that's what a dehumanizing feeling. There's no there's no ecstasy uh, from getting guacamole at Chipotle. Oh, none at all. None at all. Guac is you could fill a, a swimming pool with guac. Yeah, yeah. You guys were about to sing that. You guys were about to sing that song, "The Simple Things" from Hey Arnold. <laughs> you remember that? Remember that episode where Mr. Wynn becomes a country singer? Gabe knows what I'm talking about. No. Yeah. No. Well. No. Well. Anyways, I didn't that have was Nickelodeon for four people out there. That's what that reference was for. I didn't <laughs> have cable as a child. Yeah. People forget, much like, uh, uh, oh, Nickelodeon is older than ice. That's a fun thing. Oh, yeah. Older than yeah, ice. Yeah, Nickelodeon. Nick, Nickelodeon is like 10 years, 14 years older than ice. Yeah. And so, uh, I think that, yeah. How many is like, that? Yeah, like, was, how, how many is that? Like uh, six confederacies? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick, I think Nickelodeon's been around since 1991, I want to say, something like that. I just remember Mark Summers was at, like, the ribbon cutting. Ri- ribbon cutting. Like, he literally cut a ribbon, and then they, like, sprayed some kids with some gack or something, you know? Live from Orlando, Florida, it's the amazing three-hour Nickelodeon Studios opening day celebration. Here is Mark Summers. Welcome to the Nick Studios, ladies and gentlemen. We are live for 
first time in 11 years we're doing a live broadcast on Nickelodeon. And it means we are coming to you from our new home right here in Orlando, Florida. 1977. Know, right? Nickelodeon. What? No, that can't be true. Because there was Nick at That's night. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. It must have been invented as a private, privatized version of Sesame Street in the beginning. In the beginning. Did you guys watch Sesame? Gabe, did you watch Sesame Street as a kid? Oh, hell yeah. And I would go to Children's Hospital in Washington, D.C. for pneumonia as a child. And there would and there was a big mural of Big Bird on the wall. Hey. Uh, the most cheerful mural in the saddest emergency room you could imagine. <laughs> uh, oh, wait. Nick Nicktoons. Maybe maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I'm sorry. I'm still focused on Nickelodeon. Um, speaking of uh, underage adults, Ghislaine Maxwell was arrested. Uh, <laughs> this, this uh, and uh, I think that we should all uh, just first off, just celebrate um, this woman who, you know, people were like, uh, she has three houses. But like, come on, she's just a normal person. She had a house in New Hampshire. She's not this crazy billionaire person. It's a normal thing to have a house in uh, New Mexico and a house in New Hampshire. Like many, many Americans, she has a vacation home. Just that does not conflict with her values. It does not make her a hypocrite. You know, like I think it's, it's just this ad hominem smear that the right always does against people when they just have a lake house or if they have a ice seven, you know, $17 million ice cream in their refrigerator you know, I, I, it's just another one of these attacks by these like bold progressive people. It's um, just <laughs> ad hominem and unnecessary. What do you guys think of that? It's like Bernie. It's like I have my main home. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a vacation home, and like most other Vermonters, I have a cabin that I destroy children in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah so she, apparently, she bought the this home in Vermont, or sorry, New Hampshire. With like just, <laughs> Jesus Christ, uh, with with uh with cash only with cashola, and she was mm -hmm. hiding out in New Hampshire like she was, um, you know, a made man from The Sopranos hiding his homosexuality. Just uh, so she's out there eating eating some Johnny cakes with a yeah. uh, part with a part time fireman. Yeah, uh, exactly. In New Hampshire right now, and and that's where they that's where they found her because there wasn't an upper west side to new hampshire pipeline so she figured mm -hmm. nobody would <laughs> nobody would discover her in this b-team state yeah, until the primaries at least <laughs> until the primaries yo it'd be so it's, funny if like pete Buttigieg knocked on her door and was just like walk away walk away slowly like he was just door knocking for his campaign and just accidentally <sighs> knocked on her door uh, dude this I honestly I, I I am very sad that this is the timeline that we're in because it, like according to what you said David it, she recently bought the New Hampshire house which means that like if she had bought it just three four months earlier it's very possible that like you or I could have been canvassing for Bernie Sanders in New Hampshire and been like, hello, hi. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Jeline>. <laughs> uh, 
uh, how do you feel about Medicare for all? She's like, I'm a strong supporter of Bernie Sanders. He's gi- I've given him a lot of money. Um, that would, yeah, yeah. That would be funny. I mean, uh, I would laugh. I would laugh a little bit. Like, right, like, I mean, I would call the cops and I'd be scared shitless and I'd be like, fear for my life that all of a sudden, like, you know, the Illuminati has, um, you know, a death, uh, you know, whatever on me. Uh, but it would still be funny a little bit. Uh, Gabe, what do you think? <laughs> I'm just, uh, you know, I, I, I'm just sad that I don't have a photo with her. It's like anyone who's anyone has that photo. That would be a credit. Dude, so, she just yeah, keeps she's popping up everywhere. Yeah, and it's almost as if it's an indictment of I everybody. I mean, she really is like uh, Zelig, who travels in these insane circles, and uh, you know that it's not a coincidence. It's not like oh, she has a photo with everybody. It's like hmm, maybe she just has a photo uh, with. Dude, getting a getting a photo with Jelaine Maxwell in certain circles is like getting a Mindy Tucker. <laughs> yes yes you want right. you gotta get your mindy you know uh also i'm gonna it's like look i know i i don't want to demonize a name gilane gislaine whatever it is but like gasoline. if anybody tells me gasoline yeah gasoline maxwell um <laughs> <laughs> so much cooler gasoline Dude. maxwell <laughs> she, she that she's the villain in the uh, Fury Road Part Two, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's like Gasoline. Furiosa has to save like a bunch of kids from a uh, a pedophile oasis that's run by. That would be a great. Yeah, that would be great for Fury Road Two. That would be fantastic. Uh, Hell yeah, dude! Or or. <laughs> Gasoline, Gasoline Maxwell. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Gasoline Maxwell, like, like, how did you get your name? <laughs> I was born. I, I, I was. Uh, they found me on the side of the road inside a gas tank. Uh, yeah, <laughs> something like that. And she just is the Maxwell family, and she's like, and I've been a pedophile ever since. Um, uh, so we saw the indictment came out today. We saw some charges. Uh quite a few counts i think somewhere like five counts uh and yep six i think uh, actually six counts two of them perjury and the rest of them um uh people say overt acts uh that is a uh that, that that's the way of call that's what the way they're calling rape um and mm-hmm. was there anything about it that was like weird or confusing to you guys uh, uh could you tell me the charges again because i didn't catch all of them Mm-hmm. But like so, yeah. Say same again. So first one, uh, incitement of a minor to travel to engage in illegal sex acts is count in count two. So the thing is, they keep talking about travel with all of these, mm-hmm. and that is because it is required that in order to have the federal government prosecute this kind of case, it has to be between states there has to be activity in multiple states yeah. and that's what this inner because that invokes what's called the commerce clause in the constitution and it's a very broad thing and it's very inclusive and that includes um you know raping in multiple states can be considered interstate commerce um it, it does it, it doesn't necessarily suggest that they were being trafficked 
Um, although uh, that could be a separate allegation that may come out. Did you know that there's a... It's the darkest thing I've ever said. <laughs> Might not leave well, it in. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're gonna we're gonna Gabe based off Gabe's grimacing face. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Gabe is like. Uh, you guys, yeah. you guys just wanna you you wanna go viral? Because yeah, this yeah. is, you know, pick your battles. No such thing as bad press, yeah. though. You know. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bleep I'm gonna I'm gonna bleep that one just so everybody knows something <laughs> terrible happened, but you'll never know what it was. <laughs> well, guys, welcome to <laughs> Scream Uncensored. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So after dark, the, it's not even dark. It's not even dark. We're recording a little different today. It's it's full full on daylight. You yeah. know. Okay, so count three: conspiracy to transport minors with intent to engage in criminal sexual activity. Very similar. Thing, uh, transportation of a minor with intent to engage in criminal sexual activity. What? So, sorry. Allegations. <laughs> because while you're saying this, I'm just imagining her in a school bus with kids in the back of it, and I keep hearing, tell me how to get, how to get to Sesame Street playing. Oh, <laughs> oh man. And now I'm going to bleep you, Gabe. <laughs> this is. Everyone's getting canceled. I love it. <laughs> Everyone, Ga gasoline <laughs> Maxwell, and you know, yeah, it's, it's like, <laughs> dude, that, that's how she got her name. She's a school bus driver. Gasoline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the, yeah, I mean, th those are the counts are about the three different anonymous victims that are in it, uh, and then two counts of perjury. Uh, and what's very fun? There, there's a question uh, she was asked in 2016. Did Jeffrey Epstein have a scheme to recruit underage girls for sexual massages? And she said, I don't know what you're talking about. And then they said, list all the people under the age of 18 uh, that you interacted with at any of Jeffrey's properties. She said, I'm not aware of anybody that I interacted with other than, obviously, the plaintiff who was 17 at this point. Uh, that is, um, that was they're, they're charging her with perjury on that. And there's a few other times where she says, I don't recall. Uh, and then she said, I have not given anyone a massage. I never gave minor victim two a massage. They're charging them all with perjury on that. And, you know, uh, that's fucking great, man. I don't know. This is, this is a good day. Did, and, like, did you guys think that this would ever happen? I, I didn't. No, I thought she was under 10 feet of uh, wet cement. At this point, now dry <laughs> cement. Somewhere mm. in, a, uh, in a parking lot. You know, I I, I was kind of thinking about uh, so when people, yeah, I don't know. Does that make sense? I think we should cut everything you just said. <laughs> <laughs> I should, I should. Uh, when you see, dude, what if I just put when it? you see my eyes bulge out in the Zoom, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's just years of seeing other people crash and burn, <laughs> <laughs> trying the same um, trick. <laughs> <laughs> point being, point being, point, like, point being. Go over the hill, Danny. Over the hill. <laughs> yeah, I, I did it. My little car made it over the hill. It was just sort of like, <laughs> it's like going up, up like a San Francisco style hill. You know what I mean? I got yeah. to the top. There's gonna be, there's gonna be <laughs> an absolute polka dot of beeps throughout this. And it will be funnier than the sum of its whole, uh, <laughs> some of its parts. <laughs> nice. uh, yeah, it's gonna be great. 
Nice. Well, I just want to let the record show that I never knew Danny, and I've never known him, and I've never associated with him. <laughs> I don't know who this person is. And uh, 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 yeah. David, we have a thirty-seven different photos of you with Danny that are over <laughs> over a decade, where we can actually see you both aging, and they're in different locations. <laughs> with with uh, various third parties in each photo, one of you two in Sedona. And do you think do you think Dersh or Prince Andrew's gonna fall? That's where I'm. That's what I'm curious about. Bro. Whether or not the one of the, the they go down. I want more than anyone the two people that I really want to fall. I mean, I think Trump, right? Like we all want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want Trump to fall. But like, sure, I, sure. I personally, like, I want Bill Clinton and Alan Dershowitz. Um, that's a lo- that's a lovely duo to yeah, fall. I, I, I love that. I, I really, really think Bill needs to, um, that dude needs to go down. Like I, I don't know. Like people are like Hillary was in many, oftentimes acted like uh Jelaine uh to Bill's Jeffrey Epstein. But like uh, sure. I mean there were there were certain. I mean this is you know she 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 certainly made uh certain people's lives. A living hell like she made monica Lewinsky's life hell and mm-hmm. uh, among other people but um and veronica flowers life hell and things like that and defended her husband um in those sorts of circumstances but and bill and was she the killed... one who did it bill yes. was the one who did it right like bill was the bo- bill was the guy who was the perpetrator right like that is an important distinction I don't feel like people really bring up enough. Is like, hey, it's not pedophilia. It's a febophilia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's good, right? Yeah. That's good, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there you go. I got the big thumbs up from Gabe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You landed that um, one. Yeah. Uh, okay. um, so uh, looking, yeah. looking at... Um, uh, something that's more like tied to us uh, and what we do on uh, like one on our beat. Uh, there's a lot of talk about when Jeffrey Epstein was first arrested, like how he made his money. Um, and basically no one knows. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> yeah, it's, there's no evidence. Yeah. There's, there's, uh, there's, I mean, he was supposedly a asset manager. Uh, mm-hmm. well, he was an asset manager for Les Wexner. Yep. Lex Wexner, Leslie Wexner. Yep. Um, he was an asset manager for him. Before that, he worked for the Dalton School. Is that the name of it? Something uh, like so that. he was a yeah, it's a pretentious Upper East Side um, school, private school. So he did that. Then became either a stockbroker or an asset manager. I can't remember which one. And then was given power of attorney over all of Les Wexner's stuff. Uh, uh, he, uh, he was a hedge fund manager, an asset manager. Um, hedge hedge fund manager, excuse yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, that, I mean, uh, he, but no one really, it, it's very hard to run a hedge fund and not have people know what you're investing in. A hedge fund is a private fund, so you don't have to register, or you have to register with the SEC, but you don't have to comply by certain rules. You can have a, you don't have to disclose, I don't, believe you don't have to disclose who invests in it there's just like a lot of leniency as to what can go into it and how it works and and things like that and but still there's a lot of uh reporting and there's a lot of ways and uh, just gossip and ways people can find out as to what a hedge fund is invested in um and really the most prominent theory that's come out 
is that this is a blackmailing money laundering device. Yeah. Didn't he do the uh, you're gay, now give me all your money trick to Les Wexner or something like that? I don't know. I think that was in the documentary. Ooh, I can't remember. Oh, I should clarify now. Uh, just for everybody, I absolutely believe that the Netflix documentary on Jeffrey Epstein is a psyop in some way. Uh, so take everything that you watch with that with a grain of salt. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he had to, he had yeah. Everybody commonly believes he had some form of blackmail on Les Wexner. And okay. Uh, okay. yeah, yeah. I yeah. did not watch the documentary in part because I didn't really think that it would be that worth watching um i i i I think it's fine as far as information goes but the thing is is that like the way you know that it is has ulterior motives is just because uh they basically just strictly talk about um the years from like 95 to 2009 and like a little bit of what happened last summer but not really so it's like they're very much like no 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 let's talk about all of his florida case which is like you know if you don't know the details of it it's like a good book report for that right. but like i think i think they mentioned bill gate or bill gates and like bill clinton like twice you know they're like oh he's a sh- he's a shadowy figure he's mm-hmm. associated with these people they never say like they never actually say anything uh, meaningful about that aspect of it right yeah sure there's sins of omission in the uh documentary yes yes i mean yes. i also think that there's i mean there's photos of jelaine and jeffrey with so many high profile people it just keeps coming up you know elon musk i mean like did was this dude when did this dude even move to he moved to the united states in 95 um, or something yes. like that, uh, right after apartheid ended, uh, and you know, I mean, like there is so many, there are so many people who have had some sort of affiliation with them. That my personal belief is that even once, even if and it's a big if, everything is uncovered, people will still never be satisfied, and people will constantly think that somebody was involved and they got away with it, like. The, like crazy people, like Chris mm-hmm. Tucker from the Rush Hour movies was on Jeffrey <laughs> was on Jeffrey Epstein's planes. Like just yeah, yeah. Just the the um, breadth and depth is really really confusing, and I think that I mean, a, that I think that that is ultimately just it's never really gonna go away. There's never gonna there's a certain segment of the population who will always think that there was always someone else who's getting away with it. You know, you know what would have made Chris Tucker innocent? What? Uh, of like if Jackie Chan was on the plane too. Oh. Dude, I, think uh, about it. No, 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 no. No. If Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker are both on the Lolita Express at the same time, then it's just sort of like, hey, these guys just did rush hour. Let's just let like they're the, like entertainment, you know, or something like that. I way more it is way worse that just chris tucker was there but chris tucker and J- 
Jackie Chan being on the same plane is just sort of like maybe they were just there for a promotional thing. It's like who well, maybe knows? They, or maybe Rush Hour is real and it's a documentary and they were on deep <laughs> on the cover. I just love Lee. <laughs> I love the idea that Jeffrey uh, was throwing just just Lane a birthday party and her favorite movie is Rush Hour. <laughs> so they. Do you speak English? <laughs> Hi, he hires Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker, and they're staying at the guest house on Little St. James Island, and they have no idea what's going on in the temple. They're just on their own, and they're like, well, you know, we just have to show up and check in from 6 to 8 for the birthday, and uh, yeah. Jackie Chan is going to karate chop the cake. And I'm going to tell a couple jokes, and that's it. We, I'm going to bug this my eyes out. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, if you, this is an episode. Yeah, dude, this is an episode of the uh, Little St. James cartoon, the zany adventures yeah. of Ghislaine and Jeffrey. <laughs> yeah, you can't, if you have just Chris Tucker or just Jackie Chan, it's way worse for them as individuals. <laughs> but together, it's like maybe, it the, yeah. Be, they're it, just it could car- be an Abbott and Costello, they were doing an Abbott and Costello bit. Like yes. what if just Lane every every year just Lane had a a different birthday party on Little St James Island and like one year like Jeffrey gets her yes. like the Harlem yes. Globetrotters to to come <laughs> and they set up their own little basketball court and they do like a bunch of tricks and she's like thank you Jeffrey that's we got that you, was delightful hey hey, J- hey uh, Jelaine we got you the cast of planes trains and automobiles. <laughs> because it wasn't all i'm sure it wasn't all sex crimes on the island like there must have been like things that they did for entertainment during the breaks oh my god uh... i mean mean, you gotta keep alan dershowitz's wife distracted (laughs) (laughs) she's just like in the background with like the whistling music like yeah they're they're like who ordered fifty cent to come to this party? And I was like, oh, she he's here to distract uh, Alan Dershowitz's wife. She loves oh my many God. men. It's a great yeah. song for her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I see. I I think because there's a lot of people who are on his plane, including Malcolm Gladwell. Malcolm Gladwell oh, is one of them. God. And he said that he was on there because he just uh was on like a private charter that needed to go from like LA to New York or something like that. And he, they were just like, yeah, all the other flights are canceled, but you can take this one if you want. And he was just like, okay, I need to get there. So he did. And then he didn't think about it till later. And to me, that actually makes me think that Malcolm Gladwell is innocent because everybody thinks Malcolm Gladwell is smart, but he fucking sucks like he's yeah. dumb yeah so he's, he's either, a pseudoscientist yeah, so he's either you know? dumb or a rapist is what you're saying yeah and like god what god what a what a time to be dumb <laughs> you know like what uh, it'd be a joyous moment if he was dumb yeah. you know yeah for him anyway I, I hate him yeah so when we we started the episode i was talking about uh the wealthiest congress people yeah uh, the top 40 and that wasn't for no reason uh as we are all familiar in the past three-ish months uh payment protection program money oh, yeah. went out and it was very illicit and there was not a lot of information on who it went to exactly and that information just got dis- uh divulged oh yeah and turn turns out uh drum roll uh a lot of people who probably didn't need it got it including 
associates of uh, Nancy Pelosi. Uh, Nancy Pelosi is worth $120 million. And, and yet, according to the New York Post, you love it, uh, her husband, who is has an 8% stake in a law firm, uh, got it. Uh, I would... Uh, remind everyone that Nancy Pelosi and her husband are worth $120 million. And what was the law firm? Do you know? Yes, I do know that. So here we go. Aha. Hamilton told the Post that Paul Pelosi owns 8.1% of EDI Associates with Scott alone uh, of between Three hundred fifty thousand dollars and one million. Jesus. The company invests the uh, the company. Oh, David, the company invests in the El Dorado Hotel in Sonoma, California. Pelosi's stake is worth between a quarter of a million and a half a million dollars, according to the official disclosure forms. So why did again, you why did you point to me when you said the El Dorado Hotel in California? Are you accusing me of of spending time there <laughs> in, in some no. illicit way? Do you know, do you no, have some footage of me staying at this hotel or with 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 Ghislaine? Um, no, it's a uh, it's a uh, real estate. Remember? Yes. Oh, yes. She loves real estate. Um, yes, here, she's a real estate. She... Real quick, here's a few other people that got this. Uh, this is from the AP. Kanye West's clothing line. Sculptor Jeff Koons. The Girl Scouts. Um, looks like political groups. Um. Some a few political groups like Americans for Tax Reform Foundation, uh, which was started by Grover Nor Norquist, who's our conservative small federal government guy. And the yeah, Center yeah. for Law and Social Policy uh, got loans up to a million. Americans for Tax Reform got 350K. Jim Justice, the billionaire governor of West Virginia. That guy has a billion dollars. <laughs> got a billion, billion, and he got 6.3 million dollars from the program restaurant chain tgi friday and pf chang's uh <laughs> they got let's see five to ten million each looks like uh which is pretty cool uh and then the biggest one that i thought was the most fascinating uh this is from the wall street journal was just the number of private equity firms who got ppp loans and as we all know private equity Huge fan. All of us love it on the on the pod. It's we love it. We love it. We love uh we love their business model. We love what they do to journalism. And they are taking in ten at least ten private investment firms access the program, securing loans amount between hundred and fifty thousand dollars and a million dollars, according to analysis. This is supposed to be by the small business administration, right? This is supposed to be money that's going to small businesses and it's going to hedge funds or private in whatever private investment you want to think of. <laughs> no, no, David, David, you don't understand. If we don't get that $150,000, uh, we won't be able to uh, get uh, 50,000 Keurig cups to <laughs> make instant coffee in the morning. Like, what do you, and we can't, we, we need this more we need this david more 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 importantly if we don't if a private equity firm doesn't uh get this money then they won't be able to invest in data science that inflates the price uh that inflate artificially inflates the price of a media company lay off all the journalists and then sell it to an unknowing buyer 
before they realize that they lost all their value. How are you going to get socially beneficial services from private equity without this sort of an uh, PPP loan? Yeah. Gabe, did you did you have something? I was uh, just thinking about the Ayn Rand Institute also getting PPE money. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's so, right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's less our beat, but also just a, a sweet, sweet irony. I love it. Something I wanna I wanna chuckle to as the, the ship sinks. Yeah, I mean there is like a I mean the disclosure with this is all very very murky i'm frankly surprised that we got this much information as we did mm-hmm. and as far as disbursement of those funds go i think there's going to be even less disclosure with how that actually happened so there is like a very very real possibility that money from the public got or not the public but money got made specifically uh for helping people and then instead that got that money got taken and very likely got used by a private equity fund to then fuck over a large swath of an industry yeah and then lay them off it's like the it, the through line is not it, it it's not hard to make yeah it's it's, the ppp loans instead of saving small businesses basically gave steroids to their decline um yeah which is cool and exactly (laughs) what you expect in hell world steroids are cool i think strong people are cool and that's fucking rad um private yeah uh i don't know i don't know um I I hate private equity so much. I can't make a joke. I can't. It's hard for me to put in a joke. I'm just so mad. I'm so mad. I uh the I w- I was thinking about uh so you said hedge fund. So there's hedge fund. I was trying to order industries based off of how likely they are to be serial pedophiles based off of their disclosure. So if like uh, Jeffrey Epstein had a hedge fund then that means that like, and there was no disclosure there. So it's like, yes. So then like, uh, and then um, venture capitalists, their disclosure is like, we innovate. So that's kind of like a maybe. That's like a big maybe. You don't know, you don't know with them. And then private equity, they're just on the face of it. They're just like, oh, we're going to ruin people's lives. Yeah. And you're like, well, at least you're, you're at least you're upfront about it. I, I could see, <laughs> like, you know how, like, the, like, oftentimes, like, the person who, it's like the last person you would suspect. Just, um, <laughs> what? What? What are you? <laughs> I feel like that is, like, venture capital. You wouldn't expect them to be pedophiles <laughs> i think venture capital is would be the rapist and i think you're right i think i think yeah. i i <laughs> dude i i wish we had a live stream so people could see gabe's <laughs> gabe's expression it, it, it's literally every just, bit is ending with <laughs> <laughs> all right enough, enough of that enough of that um uh david did you have Gabe, any Gabe, other pertinent inter- yeah Gabe do you want to talk about your wine shit or whatever <laughs> <laughs> yo you so 
So what what I like about today's episode yeah. is this is the closest that I've ever seen you, David, uh, be like Michael Douglas in Falling Down. Like you're unraveling. Mm. <laughs> yes, you are unraveling. Uh, favorite, and uh, uh, I love that movie. Favorite, but um, favorite movie of the pod. <laughs> I have to watch it. I I still haven't watched it. I want to watch it so bad. Do it tonight. I, sh- I gotta watch. Do it. it tonight. I gotta. Yes, it's yeah. gotta happen. It's gotta happen. So uh, look, guys. I mean, I, I I'm fascinated with the uh, white collar crime, and I'm also just fascinated with with crime and conspiracies in general. So I I went down a rabbit hole and literally watched a YouTube uh, channel called Down the Rabbit Hole, and uh, came oh, yeah. came out right. of it on the other end, learning all about the Austrian wine poisoning of 1985. And oh, I love it. Discover it, but but I think it fits into so many things happening today. Um, and, and I can draw a lot of connections between now and 85. But the, the most important thing you need to know is that Germans love cheap, sweet wine. Oh, yeah. Yes. They yes. are horny for just like sugar cubes in their wine. And that yeah. is important because Austria, uh, they made, they were like really into it. They made like sweet, gross wines. And they figured out how to mass produce these this wine using grapes that they left on the vines until late summer. And at some point, the wine became so popular in Germany that uh, officials realized there's no way that they could have made this much of the, this quantity of that wine, like mm-hmm. scientifically. It's like... The, the 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 numbers were way too inflated, Uh-oh. and but they had no uh, the the Ministry of Agriculture only had eighteen expe- inspectors for sixty thousand products. So also like I mean, what are they inspecting in European wine stuff? Because like in the U.S., they just we're just checking to make sure that there's like not rat turds in the wine, maybe or not too many. As like because if it's a hot dog, okay, who cares? Like. Are they expecting quality as well as health, or are they just doing just doing well, quality checks? Or just so the, checks? the the quality check would be how is this wine so sweet? How are okay. they able to make so much yes. of it? So they're going to inspect it to see if it's adulterated with sugar. Okay. Now, and yeah, and, and yeah. that's that's illegal for a winemaker because we can just put sugar in our wine and in America. It's fine. Is there like? A special thing that makes that illegal in Germany or Austria? I think it would undermine the the credibility of the brands, right? Okay. So the, the- I, I I think I can actually speak to this a little bit because I used to work at a wine shop. Yeah. Um. The it's all about like um a natural wine shop as well. Oh, so yeah. like, you know, the when it comes to the adulteration of wine, you know. Uh, in, in addition to just sort of like poison control stuff, like you don't want crazy shit going in your wine, you know, uh, right. it's all about like how little you've actually done to it, you know, um, like um, petit naturals, pet nats, like the only mm. thing, the the reason, like there's, you know, you have the, the varietal of grape that you're using, like, um, you know, uh, like a Riesling. That's Aust- That's an Austrian ass wine. Right. Rieslings are usually sweeter. You know, they're white. My, my man knows. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're a wider. They're a wider sweet line. Like a pet nat. A pet nat. They put you know a little additional like um, live culture in it, like yeast or something like that, so it becomes naturally sparkling. You know, 
but uh, and then you have like variety varietals of wine that'll have like, oh, this has a little bit of this type of grape in it, and this as well. That's what the grapes are. So like Pinot Noir, it's a grape. You know, a Riesling, it's a that's a type oh. of grape. You know, that uh, Malbec, that's a type of grape. So, Danny, you know? I used to work in your field as well. Um, I used to work at a cheese shop and a wine shop. And I remember. Them, oh, my God. I remember them also talking about um, how there's this with cheese. Europe has this whole standards process about how for something to be considered to call themselves a Parmesan or to call themselves a Brie or to call themselves even like in the wine side to call themselves like a champagne. It has to meet all these accreditation standards sometimes regional yeah. sometimes process sometimes ingredients stuff like that um so that's yeah yeah and so what what we're looking at here is at the beginning of this the conditions leading up to this were that the austrians had um a sweet wine that was popular with germans that was also cheap and then it gained popularity this style of uh, wine gained popularity the Austrians figured out a streamlined industrial way to scale up their production. However, okay. in doing that, they reached a point where it was actually impossible for them to be producing the amount that they said they, like, they just, it would be impossible for there to be that much sweet wine out on the market and have it also be yeah. the legitimately what they said it was. So even though some uh, like a space be, perspective, like there right. wasn't enough grapes or whatever, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Not enough late season grapes to be able to do that. So okay. the ministry was still suspicious, but they they just didn't have an FDA that could handle that. You know, it's like yeah. you've got eighteen detectives dealing with sixty thousand agricultural products. Then in nineteen eighty four, some guy came in, a whistleblower, a mysterious scientist, and handed over a bottle of wine. And said, "Hey, check this wine for uh, diethylene glycol." And uh, and Excuse then he me? left. Oh, what diethylene glycol? You've never heard of that before. <laughs> What'd you call yeah. me? <laughs> yeah. So this is like um, basically a, a, a chemical that you might find in like a paint thinner or some other. It's not uh, alcohol, but it's it's just a serious industrial product. That you might find in like um like a tractor, but <laughs> you, you definitely shouldn't find diethylene glycol in nature or in like it's not a it's not something you would find in wine naturally. So it's used in tractors and paint thinner. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is, uh, can you use it in assured. a sentence? <laughs> yeah. Can I get a lifeline? It's yeah. 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 It is, uh, it is not a sulfite. Let's just put it that way, which is the most common preservative in wine. Uh, a funny thing about it is that in, um, large doses, it, uh, will, um, create when, it, when you ingest it, it, uh, your liver will start creating toxins as a byproduct of um, breaking it down. And the toxins that it creates uh, kill your kidney. So if you... Dr oh, no, dude. If you, <laughs> if you drank enough of it even in one sitting, your kidneys would just stop working and you'd go into renal failure and your blood would get too acidic. I don't want so, that. 
That's the first thing. Uh, uh, also, <laughs> uh, diethylene glycol uh, destroys the myelin sheath on nerve cells, so it <laughs> will uh, damage your neurons and cause paralysis. It, no, my sheath. It destroy, <laughs> my sheath. It destroys. No! It destroys my lean, thin, skinny sheath. That's that's that right. Work so hard to acquire for beach season. Yeah, yeah. It it'll leave your your sword will be left uh, unsheathed <laughs> and be exposed to the environment and uh, one of could us possibly rust. One of, yeah. one of us. Yeah. yeah. We had to make that joke, and I thank you for your service. Uh, um, my knight. <laughs> what uh why 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 did they use it man well they used diethylene glycol because it uh it is hard to detect for companies that were that were testing for sugar in the wine you could get a very sweet sweet wine that tasted mm-hmm. better um putting diethylene glycol in it and yeah it was hard to detect because no one was looking for it yeah, that that that's the that's the weird thing about poisons as well. <laughs> that I mean, it's it's funny to say where they're like, why did they put this poison in this fucking wine? And it's just sort of like, I, some poisons have flavors. I I feel like somebody's I I've I've seen in like a serial killer documentary on like people who poison other people that yeah. like arsenic has like an almondy flavor mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, it's like poisons can smell and taste like stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. I, I don't maybe they didn't think that it was going to it, 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 you have to put in enough to kill somebody. But in a small enough dose, uh they figured that it wouldn't kill people. Also if the alcohol uh, actually has ethanol or whatever the normal natural alcohol is that we, um, though that alcohol will bond to your liver, and so the mm-hmm. uh, the other the glycol would pass un like without damaging you. That would be another theory uh. that the scientists would have. So you would get the taste without being the, without the damage. However, if you also cut your wine with sugar to keep it sweet. The sugar plus the diethylene glycol, uh, it, it is a it is a force magnifier. Nice. So, it's like when you smoke weed and do mushrooms at the right. same time. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. A deadly combination, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, uh, so it fucks you up harder. And yeah. It'll kill you. It'll kill you faster. Oh, it's a really, it's a really, it's a really fuck you up. Yeah. It's it's uh, like taking Zannies and Percocets at the same time. You know. This is um I finally looked up this stuff and it's used in antifreeze, brake fluid, That's right. cigarettes, and some <laughs> dyes. Right. So I just we, like how they just slip slip cigarettes in there. Just why? Why <laughs> did they put that in cigarettes? Come on, guys. Um because uh, nice, it makes sweet, them sweet. Nice sweet yeah, exactly. cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> so here I, here's where things went bananas though. Uh, a couple different uh, vineyards, they started checking the wine for uh, this stuff, this uh, DG. And then all of the other, what happened right after that was mysteriously, the waterways in Austria started getting filled with untreated sewage. Why? Because uh, all of the, the, the other uh, wine dealers saw that the inspectors were checking their bottles 
and they started dumping all of the uh, diethylene glycol wine into um, uh, just flushing it. And the wine and the uh, chemicals killed all of the bacterial colonies at the sewage treatment plants. What? Oh my god! So it, it just devastated the uh, all of these local ecosystems because the the toxins killed all of the natural bacteria that you needed to break down sewage. Bro, what this the is fuck? this is so this is so funny because this is like what you said, nineteen eighty four. Yeah, eighty five for this. Yeah, eighty four, eighty five is right in the middle of like you know the eastern. Uh, block era of the Soviet Union too, where there's like, wait, was Austria part of the the? It was, it was, no, they were uh, west. It was on it was on the loser side, of the the western side. It was on the, yeah no. So it's like this entire time you've got people in the on the in the western in in western civ basically being like, oh, western exceptionals. Look at them, look at them. Fuck it. Look at those mongrels over in the Soviet Union eating each other. Ha ha ha. Meanwhile, we're like actively poisoning ourselves. Actively. Because <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's so like sweet wine. Um, yeah, yeah. Now this now uh, so everyone started figuring out that this was a problem. And the uh, the FDA's in Germany and Austria, they start collecting as many of these bottles as possible. Yet their testing is so disorganized that, like, they ended up testing one bottle a hundred different times. Uh, the results took months to get back. Does this sound anything like our scientific problems we're having oh, today? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> so they're paid off by big. You think they're paid off by big wine? Oh, big wine. Wow. Uh, David, that's really interesting that you say that because the Austrian government uh, knew about this and then uh, really dragged their feet and tried to cover it up because they weren't interested in protecting the consumers. They were interested in giving the wine industry enough time to uh, a, to, to figure out how to solve their problems. So they, they were like, okay, can we create laws that allow for a, an amount of... Uh, diethylene glycol to be in the wine and then give everybody a timetable to dilute their wine enough so that it's only a certain parts per liter my my god the, <laughs> the problem that the wine industry had a problem though that there wasn't enough clean wine around for them to mix their poison wine with Oh, no. oh, that's funny, dude. That's funny. Actually, it sucks, bro. it's so funny. It's see, that's the thing is they they're like, we don't have enough wine to to delay to, to actually make our wine wine. But like, they could have they could have taken like a fucking vintage 1965, uh, you know, Malbec and uh -huh. been like, ah, for the greater good. Oh, <laughs> but funny that you no brought Malbecs up in Austria. <laughs> Yeah, I love that you brought up a, a an earlier time period, right? Uh, yeah. Well, what they discovered was a huge can of worms because they uh, tested a wine from 1976, which is at least 10 years before all this. No. Also, <laughs> so they'd been using this uh, diethanol glycol. Uh, I'm sorry, diethylene glycol for at least 10 years. People God. had been poisoning themselves with this nonsense. Another thing that came up was in testing all these wines, they discovered that a lot of bottles that were grape wine uh, were actually Kunst wine, which Excuse is me? Kunst. Kunst wine, Kunst. which just Kunst tastes wine. like uh -uh. grapes, but is that. not. 
That's what? So it just I just need it what so it's fake it's like artificial grapes. Right. Or like it's made of other fruit and and it just is made to taste like grape wine. You guys ever thought about yeah. like grape flavor how different it is? Like grape popsicles, how different they are from like eating a fucking grape. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. it's like a, it's a complete fabrication, man. Um, and I thought about it, and I think it's actually trying to replicate the flavor of really shitty, sweet, non-alcoholic wine. That's what artificial grape flavor is. It's not. It's not. Oh man! You know what I mean? Like, think about what, yeah, what like a sugary, non-alcoholic wine would taste like, and that's closer to artificial grape popsicles than a fucking grape is. Right. It's like prepping kids to want to drink wine later. Yeah. It's wine like the, training yeah. wheels. Yeah. Like the kid who drinks too much grape popsicles, like you gotta watch out for them. Like they're gonna they're they're, they, they're gonna be a boon they're gonna be a boons farm. Hey. Yeah. Great uh, popsicles yeah. great popsicles run in my family, you know. Uh guess where where else they found diethylene glycol in just straight up kids' grape juice. No! <laughs> Why? Yo. Oh. These Germanic God. people love sweet sweet flavors but don't want those <laughs> sugar calories. Dude, these losers. It's like, dude, look, if you like we all know that like a, a excessive sugar in your body is like probably not good for you, but just like just eat regular sugar like, yeah, come on come on how hard is it like why why oh no no we're tainting our tradition no there can't be none of, no just look if you want some sweet shit just make it sweet there's Dude. a whole industry of sweet tea based around this yeah. i mean come on i mean when this yeah. came out basically like uh, i just was thinking about whatever the, the the all the incentives of the free market and business every single one of these yeah. uh disincentivized helping the consumer like another thing that happened was all the German, like they also found out that the German wines, the Germans said, well, our wines obviously don't have this problem because we're not dirty Austrians cutting our wines with chemicals. Nice. So then they yeah. tested their own wines and they discovered that they had much lower amounts, but they still had amounts of uh, diethylene glycol in them. God. Yeah. And it wasn't because the Germans were cutting their own wine with this. It was that they were cutting their own wine with Austrian wine to make it sweeter. No. Oh, no. yeah, baby. <laughs> Just oh. admit it. <laughs> oh, man. Jeez. Okay, look. I got to look. That's fucking look, rad, I man. <laughs> I like that. I, 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 I studied German for two years in college, all right? Look, I'm, I, I love... Dude, I love shitting on those dirty Austrians as much as anybody else. But you got to make sure your science is clean before you start making fun of them. Now, come on. The, the, I mean, also, come like, on. come on. Like, are, like, are you <laughs> on what universe would Germany ever have moral authority to make fun of an Austrian? Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. They're both horrible places. <laughs> yeah. Like, none of like the. I mean, I like. Berlin seems fine, but like it just what would you ever be like? I mean, that's like being like, uh, yeah, Alberta, those white trash assholes. Uh, we're much better. We're from Saskatchewan. It's like, what do you who do you think yeah. you are, man? What do you think you are? Dude, Fucking all Finland? 
You know? Oh, this was Dude. this wasn't all the Germans did, my man. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. okay. now now they've got now they're sitting all this on all this inventory of uh, adulterated Austrian wine. The distributors they can't sell it in Germany because the German newspapers already know about it. They can't sell it in Austria, but they want to get rid oh, of it. God. Oh, so no. they start selling the adulterated Austrian wine to other countries. Yeah, to try to recoup yes. their losses before the news goes international. Okay, uh, uh, <laughs> top top three guesses off the top of my head: the United <laughs> States, Mexico, and uh, the emerging post-Soviet global south. Uh, Czechoslo- <laughs> Czechoslovakia, Czechoslovakia for sure. Now, yeah, they um, definitely got the two. They got that. <laughs> the two countries that got off unscathed, but uh, also as collateral damage, China and Japan banned uh australian wines because they mispronounced austria no no (laughs) china no china oh Oh, god i love this i love this (laughs) so that's wonderful um wait so what countries got the wine i'm not sure but i think i think it was other european countries okay you know i'm just gonna assume it was yeah, but well, these days, I mean, but in the '80s, maybe not as much so. But in the in nowadays, um, like the biggest market for European wine is China, actually. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This was it's a it's a huge thing. Um, but I, you know, we're gonna wrap this up in a moment. But there was a guy named Otto uh, Nid- Nidraski, and he's the he's he's the Walter White of this story. Now, what happened was in the mid 1970s, there was climate change in Austria. Right. So climate change in Austria yeah. made it warmer and wetter, which meant that the mm. grapes, these uh, these sweet wine grapes ended up turning sour. Now, mm. sour wine is still mm. legitimate, but uh, they already had contracts out with uh, their trade partners in Germany and the Germans demanded that sweet, sweet wine. So Otto, now. So that means all of these uh, vineyard vineyards are in a pickle, right, because they can only make sour wine. Otto comes in with a secret formula and he says, Hey guys, this is what you, so he starts selling this, uh, diethylene glycol formula to just a couple independent vineyards. The problem is, is that they all start selling their formula. It becomes a trade secret. So it isn't a conspiracy between like a hundred different wine producers in Austria. It's that, they all just sort of independently think that they're the only ones doing this. Right. Dear God. So it's this accelerated race to the bottom to make the sweetest wine and to make the most of it to stay competitive in the market. That's kind of how market collusion works, though, sometimes. Like, it's not always... You can prove that there is collusion even without proving, like, direct coordination, right? Like, that all... That'll happen where, and this happens all the time in like duopolies where it's you know the you know where there's just two big guys like Coke and Pepsi or something like that, and Coke will, um, you know, all of a sudden start offering a zero calorie, you know, full sugar beverage, and then Pepsi will offer the same thing much sooner, and then it, but it's not, it depending on your theory of antitrust, it's not necessarily not collusion. In my opinion, 
Right, right. It it feels. It, I mean, just listening to the story, it felt like a like a comedy of errors where there were so many different um, moving parts, and all of them were disincentivized to actually help the consumer. You know, right. from yeah, from right, a, right, a, right. A, a from a completely uh, uh, regulatory system, both in Germany and in Austria, that didn't have the money or the wherewithal to go after wine adulteration. And uh, then you have like the environmental factors of well, yo, yo, this this yeah. product is change like we we can't really control the quality of this product if the earth is changing. And yeah. then they, I mean, they've got these like there's definitely <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, just also like oh shit, we've got like a ten year contract to sell wine to the to these uh, to this distributor. Like, how do we fulfill our commitment to them if right you know the conditions are changing. Right. And it's like there's like insert climate change think piece here, you know, about <laughs> Yeah. Right? I mean, you know what I mean like about like intellectual property, climate change and like the use of like extractive resource economies and like understanding what like ownership of organic matter really is and can be and just like mm-hmm. really like th- th- this is like a perfect example of how uh, climate controls capitalism, not the other way around. And as soon as you start thinking otherwise, you're going to start putting diethylene, whatever, <laughs> bit, bitch, bitch tits or whatever in, in your, in your <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, man. That's a, uh, that's what, it, what was he doing? Was he just sort of like, was he making wine and then he's making wine in his garage and he's also working on his car and he's just sort of like, well knocks a bottle of antifreeze into the into the to the the wine i think it's uh and it's also economies of scale like what happens with with his him selling the formula to one small uh vineyard probably wasn't that big a deal and he could justify it in his mind saying something like well if you put like a point uh oh 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 one percent per liter it's not going to have that effect. Also, you already have a very high alcohol content in your wine, so it's going to neutralize. Hello? It's going to pass through the human body without any problem. But then mm-hmm. as other other people start doing this and you don't have a scientist in charge anymore, it's like Walter White gives the meth recipe out and then a bunch of Jesse Pinkmans are like, hell yeah, dude, let's put some chili powder in it. And like, yeah. <laughs> You know, it it uh it really it, I mean it, it also just makes you think about the litany of just chemical and wild things that go into just everyday stuff and how it's like yeah maybe they're not diethylene whatever it is <laughs> yeah but maybe they are like something like that red number five that is just sort of like it kind of fucks you up but not completely. <laughs> well, uh, Johnson and Johnson just settled that billion dollar case uh for putting having arsenic in their um baby powder and Jesus. which is cancer cancer causing uh and then they they knew that it was a problem in the US and so they tried to s- aggressively sell it in other countries where there was god instead of just fixing the problem they were like well where can we sell this without there being a law against doing it. Yeah, that's like the Marlboro in Indonesia where they're like, people in the United States don't smoke as much, so let's get that big chubby baby to smoke instead. (laughs) (laughs) He stopped smoking, apparently, so, you know. 
Well, um, what happened to these guys when they got caught? Was there any were there was there any punishment? Yeah, there were some arrests, uh, but you know, more than anything, the Austrian wine market became a laughing stock, and it's um, mm-hmm. it completely undermined. Dis- yeah, yeah, but it discredited them for for a long time, and and the the video kind of ends with um, it really now it's got some of the most stringent. Uh, regulations out of any other country mm-hmm. in the e- in the EU, and they mm-hmm. they rejuvenated their like sommelier market. Their sort of the demand for sommeliers and the demand for wine experts, and trying mm-hmm. to come up with like other brands like not sweet wine, so that to get away from that stigma. Oh, our wine is on. Our wine is only bitter now. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> we only make the harshest, the harshest. Uh, yeah, Zinfandel. Well, then like, well, then like I really want some harsh Austrian wine. Like, well, I guess we'll have to go back to the gasoline tank to get some <laughs> harshness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> turpentine boys. Yeah. yeah, they're just like they're like. No, oh, we love this. Uh, <laughs> oh, we wish it was sweet. Oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's a wild story, man. That's like the that's that's so that's juicy. Yeah, everybody should look it up. And uh, that's an ad- <laughs> that's an adjective for wine. It's very fruit forward, juicy <laughs> yeah. wine. Yeah, that honestly, that story's got a real barnyard feel to it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, uh, yeah. on the nose wet hay. <laughs> Uh, yeah. It's a wet. It's a wet hay. A lot of tannins. A lot of tannins in that in that juicy in that juicy story. Uh, well, guys, uh, that concludes Ponzi Scream. Jonathan Sackler is dead, uh, so we yes. should all celebrate in some way, uh, however you yeah. can in this bleak world. And uh, that's it. That's all I got. All right. Uh, all right. Bye, guys. Love you. Bye. Oh, bye. Bye. Uh...